We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast happy saturday happy weekend your saturday crew is here we are all together i am jason perone of the pack a day podcast game on wisconsin and the Quick Slants podcast, along with my usual brood of Paul Brettle of Dairyland Express, Cheesehead TV, and the Packers Unrestricted podcast, and Matt Fralick of Game On Wisconsin and the Final Dump podcast. Of course, you two are also part of the Pack-A-Day podcast. Gentlemen, how are we looking? It's it's uh, fall time. we got to do the weather to start the show. Obviously, it's fall in Green Bay. Matt, you've done the weather report the last couple weeks. Are you going to carry the mm-hmm. torch, or are we, are we letting Paul do it this week? No, dude. I'll, I'll stick with the title town weather. It's it's you know, it's it's great because someone can validate the weather with me that, that Paul, <laughs> Paul and I both live in Green Bay. So it's it's been, you know, it's it's been exactly how it should be. And we kind of talked about this last week. We got daylight savings coming this week. So any, any you know, poor weather or you know bad temperatures kind of are even more exemplified during this next week so uh, it's actually supposed to get a little bit warmer earlier in this next week right now uh, as we record it's like 53 uh probably even a little bit lower that 40 degrees this next week supposed to get up in the 60s but it's pretty much the same as it was last week uh the you know the moderate temperatures the unseasonable temperatures are kind of gone the reality of a november and December weather is coming, kind of creeping in. Uh, no snow flurries yet. Uh, just like we talked about last week, I'm still waiting for all these leaves to, to fall. I don't know about Paul, but I'm still having issues with getting them all down. I don't like to do it multiple times, so I'm waiting for that to happen. That would be cool. I don't know if that's weather indicated, humidity, dew points, whatever. But overall, about 42 to 50 degrees each day. But a uh, little uptick this next week. So still, still some decent weather, um, but it's going to get darker out sooner which kind of sucks yeah daylight savings time it is what it is so paul you've already validated the green bay weather forecast and as we do we go as far east as we possibly can and i believe that is you this week it is i got a message from packers underscore sweden he is from sweden uh stockholm specifically and it was when he tweeted this i think it was thursday or wednesday but at that time it was 48 degrees fahrenheit 
No leaves are left on the trees at this point, but winter is coming up. And he also adds, hopefully he'll be able to travel to Green Bay again this year. So, Packer Sweden, we hope you can make the trip as well. No doubt. Absolutely. And we've already covered the Green Bay locale. And as I, I normally I would go next, but I have to do our friend Harry in Kamloops, Canada, because I forgot last week to include him. So Harry says it begins Saturday, high of 46, low of 30, 40 percent chance of wet flurries. What does that mean? Sleet? Is that sleet? Said a few upcoming days of low 40s, daytime highs in the upper 20s. For lows until early next week. Time for snow tires in Canada. Man, the party's over. They were holding on to fall for a while and no longer. Well, here in the Phoenix area, guys, my your high temperatures are my low temperatures. So we're looking at mid-50s for the low. And it's going to be 90 degrees and sunny tomorrow, 86 on Sunday. Uh, actually, I should say 90 degrees today, Saturday, t- uh, 86 tomorrow. So, and now... The noon games will start at 11 because Arizona does not do daylight savings time. So the noon games will start at 11. And the late games, I guess, will start at, what's that, 2, 2.30? So it's it's kind of nice out here. You know, you get most of your day back after you watch a daytime uh, football game. And all right, I'm done. I can see I can see on Matt's face. Matt's like, look, enough with the. <laughs> no, dude, I'm just like, I'm realizing, and I didn't realize this when we got paired finally here towards the end of the, uh, or I guess early September, end of August, whatever it was, that I'm going to have to, Paul and I at least are going to have to deal with your uh, incredible weather in Arizona when it becomes December, January. That's what's really going to piss me off. the territory. It's going to really piss me I didn't really realize that when he said 90, and he's like, oh, that's 89, 90. Like, that's, that is going to, that's going to hurt for a while, but it is what it is. Like, I, I'm an adult. I can move wherever the hell I want if I wanted to. Oh, that's very true. And Paul's been dealing with this for a couple of years, so he's pretty immune to it by now. I don't See think that. he's really affected by it too much anymore, but. Um, All right, so we'll talk about the injury report ahead of Sunday's game between the Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot to talk about with that matchup, which has changed a bit in complexion. So the news on Friday came out. Our Friday crew had already recorded their show. The news on Friday came out. Not really news, but Aaron Rodgers spoke on the Pat McAfee show, talked a little bit about his take on everything that's happened over the past week. If you want to go check out his comments, definitely go check that out. There's been a lot that's already been said about that whole situation throughout this week. So... From an injury standpoint, it simply means what we already knew. Aaron Rodgers is not going to play on Sunday due to his COVID diagnosis and his unvaccinated status. So Aaron Rodgers will not be with the team. I think he said it's only the third time in a 16-year career that he's going to be watching a game on TV, which is crazy to me. And we're very lucky that we've had him available Obviously, you know, I guess, guys, my question isn't really like, what did you think of what what the comments were? Because everyone's already talked about that already. But... From the standpoint, the, the frustrating thing to me was we didn't get this matchup two years ago because Pat got Mahomes got hurt against the Broncos the week or two prior, and now we're missing we're missing it because Aaron Rodgers is unable to play, and it's just like, are these teams just destined to only are they destined to only face each other in a Super Bowl to make it like the most epitomed story possible? <laughs> Matt, I'll start with you. That obviously it's frustrating. Rodgers isn't going to be out there, but man, what a bummer! No Rodgers, Mahomes for the second time in a row. Sucks. You'd you would love to see that matchup. Uh, unfortunately, that's not the case. It's just how things shake out. Injury or um, you know, COVID situation. I know there's been a lot of production probably in marketing for this. Uh, it's a Troy Aikman 
Joe Buck, Game of the Week, Fox Game. They're probably super disappointed as Fox Sports goes. I have a friend that works for State Farm. He said that they put out a ton of marketing efforts for it this week and had some stuff that were they were going to roll out this weekend. I'm sure that's all scrapped uh, with Mahomes and Rodgers not being able to be a part of that with their um, with their brand endorsement. So it, maybe it is. Maybe we are headed for a, uh, a Chiefs-Packers Super Bowl this year, next year, whenever that would happen, where Rodgers and Mahomes are there. Maybe it's just not not meant to be. Uh, but, but whatever the case, it w- you would love to see them match, you know, square off. I think the closest we got, obviously, was in the Super Bowl last year, Brady versus Mahomes. Uh, you know, right now, I'm a huge Madden fan. They're both on the, the Madden cover, so it's you, know, you would like to see at least Mahomes go up against maybe one of the other goats in this league and Aaron Rodgers. But unfortunately, that's not the case. But we get to see some of the Jordan Love situation. Um, but Paul, what are you, what are your thoughts, man? Are you are you disappointed we're not going to see this? Are you optimistic we'll see this at some point in the Super Bowl? Or are you, you're holding, you're hanging on until we get another rematch in the regular season? Well, the way the Chiefs are playing, they're not going to make the Super Bowl. Okay. And we don't know Aaron Rodgers' status beyond 2021. So <clears throat> that kind of answers your question. There it is. This, this might have been it. Or, again, we don't know Rodgers' status beyond 2021 with the Packers. So I'll at least say Packers versus Rodgers. Or, Rodgers versus Mahomes and when he's a Green Bay Packer but I mean of course that would have been a terrifically fun matchup to watch you see all the cut-ups during of Pat Mahomes throws over these years and everyone freaks out understandably so they're incredible throws going can you believe Patrick Mahomes did that and it's like well Aaron Rodgers has been doing this for a while too that Pat Mahomes even commented this week that he you know they have a similar type of style in in how they play the game and just making those off balance, you know, no foot on the ground type of throws. So it's, you know, of course, it's something we all wanted to see, but I have to admit, and I know I'm not alone in this, I'm excited to see Jordan Love and what the Green Bay Packers have there. Yeah, for sure. And for me, it's just same thing, disappointment. I want to see the, want to see the matchup. But more, the, the, the bigger thing for me is I, the Packers are rolling and you want them to continue doing that because that number one seed is so valuable and not like the Packers weren't going to lose another game. I, I have a hard time believing they're going to go 16 and one this season. But the way they've been playing lately, it's hard to argue against who's going to beat them next. Even even the Kansas City Chiefs, who Paul, as you alluded to, and Matt, we, we mentioned it too, they have not been playing well. Um, the line is is Chiefs minus seven, and obviously that's been affected by the news of the week mm-hmm. and the fact that Jordan Love will make his his first start. And I guess maybe uh, you know maybe we start there. So Rogers not going to play. Jordan Love will make his start. And as far as injuries, fortunately, it's not a huge list this week for the Green Bay Packers. They have Kingsley Kiki, defensive lineman, has been ruled out. He he did not practice this week, still recovering from a concussion, wishing him well. Obviously, that's not a, a situation we take lightly. And uh, that he's missed a couple games obviously means that he's still dealing with some things and trying to get himself back. Uh, offensive tackle Dennis Kelly, questionable with a back injury. He was limited all week. Defensive lineman Dean Lowry with a hamstring didn't practice Wednesday, limited Thursday and Friday. He is also listed as questionable. That is it. No news yet as far as whether David Bakhtiari has been added to the roster. Now, you may that may have changed by the time you're listening to this show as we're recording on Friday. But as of recording time, David Bakhtiari has not been activated to the roster yet. And, Paul, I think you did your fancy mathematics and said the Packers have until the middle of next week to make that decision if they're not going to yep. do it this week. But otherwise, Josiah DeGuara, Jack Heflin, Kevin King, all listed with injuries, all full, pra- full practice, all good to go. And then Mercedes Lewis, veteran rest, he will play on Sunday as well. 
On the Chiefs side, the only player out is tackle Mike Remmers. They had a lot of guys listed as as uh, on the injury list, but a lot of them practiced in full. In fact, anybody, everyone who was listed this week uh, practiced in full and will play. The only questionable player is uh, defensive tackle Kalen Saunders. So, as far as the injuries go, you know we'll talk specifically about the defensive line because you got two guys, Kiki and Lowry, who are banged up a little bit there. But obviously, everyone wants to know what our take is on. Jordan Love. The big thing for me is there's no tape on him in the in the regular season outside of the first week against the Saints, and that game really was kind of out of hand. It's different when you're preparing to be the starter from the start. You don't get thrown into the fire, and although he didn't know until the middle of this week, he has had a full week of practice to get up and running. So this is going to be his first extended game action. Now he is going to be playing with a lot of his starters, a lot of the players out there are going to be the, the preferred, you know, the Packers are going to get Devontae Adams back. Alan Lazard is back. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling was designated for return. You would assume he'll be active on Sunday. So the Packers are getting some guys back. And if David Bakhtiari is able to play, that means he and Elton Jenkins are out there together. It's it's a very, uh, it's the probably the most ideal situation Jordan Love can walk into from a standpoint of who he's playing with. So, Paul, we'll start with you. I think we've we've talked about the expectations with Jordan Love before, but it's a different story this week. He's a starter, and he's had the week to prepare. So what are you expecting to see from Jordan Love in his first ever NFL start? Well, regardless of whether the Packers win or the Packers lose, the takes on Monday are going to fly. <laughs> he's either going to be a bust, why the Packers pick him, or the next Hall of Famer that the Green Bay Packers selected. And, of course, everyone, it's one game. We won't know if either of those things are true. But as far as what I'm looking for, I mean, honestly, a lot of what we, you know, had talked about and watched for during the preseason, how is he commanding the huddle? How does he look in the pocket? His footwork, is he going through his progressions? You know, it's a lot of the same stuff that Nathaniel Hackett and Matt LaFleur have talked about over the summer during OTAs, minicamp, training camp, preseason, you know, all during that time. And, you know, all those little things add up and can lead to a good throw. And so it's just going back to the basics, as boring as it sounds, as far as the Green Bay Packers as a whole, I think they need to lean on the run game. That's no secret there. And, of course, like you said, Jason, having David Bakhtiari back, you get an all-pro left tackle, but that also shores up, you know, your left guard position as well. Not that Runyon has been bad by any means. He's filled in very well, but Elton Jenkins is a better left guard than what John Runyon is, assuming he goes there and not to center. But I think you got to lean on the run game, lean on the quick passes. And, of course, it goes without saying the game plan isn't going to be identical to what it would be if Rodgers was there. Jordan Love is not Aaron Rodgers. However, I don't think it's going to be that drastically different either. Jordan Love's a former first-round pick. He's been in this offensive system for a year and a half now. I do not want to see, and I don't think this is going to be the case, but I do not want to see the Packers protecting him either. Let's go see what he can do. If he needs to go make a throw on third and 10, go make a throw on third and 10. That's the job. That's the name of the game. So don't protect him. Quick passes, in rhythm, footwork, lean on the run game. Um, And, again, I don't think we're going to see the same amount of deep shots downfield, but – those opportunities may be there because also on the flip side, if I'm the Chiefs, what do I want to do? Take away the run, take away the easy passes, and say Jordan Love go beat me downfield. So I don't necessarily think that's going to be a big part of the game plan as much as it is with Rodgers, but those opportunities may be there just based on how the Chiefs are playing, and also their secondary does give up a lot of yards as well. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, that was what I was going to ask you, Matt. Is the there's been a lot of talk about the Chiefs' defense underperforming and not being very good. So it's it would seem to be an opportunity for the Packers and for for Love to find some success. But we also talked a little bit beforehand about are we buying Kansas City's subpar record and their subpar play so far? Do you see those those opportunities being there, or is this kind of more of a you know it's still the Chiefs and this could be the week that they return to form? I think it's both, to be honest, and I hate to like not pick either side, but I think the the defense is really, really bad right now. Like they're giving up some of the most yards on the ground. Uh, the secondary is not good overall. They got a you know Tyron Matthew, and outside of that, they're they're not that good. A ton of penalties are given up, but mm-hmm. fortunately for for the Packers, like it's it, it's that you're going to be able to establish the run. And Paul hit on all the cues that they need to do to make Jordan Love successful. Uh, to be honest, I don't think they let Jordan Love like really control this game as much as we'd want to see. I think a lot of the blueprint was already set last year, or excuse me, last week versus the Cardinals. If you do the same thing against them, I think it's going to work out. But overall, like you weren't playing, you know, referencing the Cardinals, you weren't playing a team that was underperforming. They were at the highest caliber. Where the the Chiefs are kind of a sleeping giant at this point. Like you would think, and I've thought this all week that they had lost multiple games in a row. No, they they beat. The Giants at home, you know, in Kansas City on Monday Night Football, it was a absolutely terrible game, but never should have got to that point. They got blown up by the Titans a week before. Like, they're not that bad of a football team, and I think at some point they're going to come back to reality. Like, Andy Reid's too good of a coach. I know he's criticized very, very often for coming out through a hot start. He's had some 
quotes recently in the media just saying how he he's seeing stuff he hasn't seen before and maybe those are taken out of context. Sometimes when I'm seeing Mahomes run around and throw the ball and drop down look, looking like he's turning a double play, it's like, dude, you're doing too much. The lack of a run game has affected them quite a bit. But I, I, I honestly think like this is a prime game for Jordan Love to have an opportunity to show what he has and for all Packers fans to get excited or to get super pissed off on Monday morning or on the water cooler like Paul's saying it could happen. Like it's it's either way, like one way or another, people are going to be volatile about it. But at the end of the day, like it's still the Kansas City Chiefs, like Super Bowl hangover loss or not, like they're still a damn good football team. They still have a ton of speed on this offense. Patrick Mahomes is still an MVP. I, I think it's a it's a tough matchup for the Packers to go up against because at some point in you have I have to believe the Chiefs are going to come back to reality like there's no doubt about it and Jason you've mentioned this before I'm going to kind of steal your words like they're they're probably f- taking this as fans the the ownership the the you know, general manager the front office the the coaching staff and the players this is a playoff game for them right like you have to imagine that and you said that perfectly and i apologize for stealing your words but that's exactly how it has to feel it's you had a, a bad game against the giants last week at home on monday night football you have the packers in town a way better caliber team that you might see later on in a, in a super bowl matchup potentially so you have to feel like they're going to come out and give it everything they got and have that extra juice that they know they don't have to go up against aaron Rodgers. they got they got a, a jordan love back there who they should be able to throw the kitchen sink at and really make him have to make some plays. Yeah, I did say that. And and so as far as the love situation, I guess I don't understand why anybody would really come down on, unless he just forgets how to play football on Sunday and then, yeah, it's going to be bad. But this, this is not even, even though he's had a week to prepare, this isn't a normal situation. He found out Wednesday, the day they returned to practice, that this was happening. I mean, even if he had found out on Sunday or Saturday, it would have been better mentally for him to prepare. He's just, you know, he's got a lot that he's processing and trying to do. I don't think, I think you temper the expectations. You know, he's going to, he's probably going to rely on his feet a little bit, get a little jittery back there. They're going to script some plays for him. Paul, like you said, make the throws. I do think you have to find that balance between get him in rhythm, get him some confidence in the script in the, in the, at the beginning of the game. And then let him make the throws, and he's got to make the throws. Hopefully he doesn't get too complicated, start changing the plays and trying to outsmart the, the Chiefs' defense and just understand you've got talent around you. I mean, if nothing else, 17 is going to find if, – if he's on the field, he's open. So if nothing else, you're going to find opportunities. Just let the system work for you. And if it's a close game, it's a close game. The Packers just kind of need to need to survive this one. But, yeah, Matt, I did make that point because I think – if the Chiefs lose this game, and especially now with the situation being what it is, where Rodgers is out and it's Jordan Love, and listen, we think Jordan Love can win this game, but nobody else in the United States and, and around the league and, and the fan base thinks Jordan Love is going to come out and light the world on fire because they haven't seen anything of him yet. The, there's going to be a lot of rumblings in the building in Kansas City. There's going to be a lot of backlash from the team. This, this is a proud team. They've been in the Super Bowl two years in a row, and if they fall even further down below 500, their chances of making the playoffs are going to be very diminished. And that's going to be a big problem. You're going to have disgruntled players. I heard some rumblings too, and I I don't think any any of it was necessarily founded, but it sounded like Mahomes and Reed, the relationship there is starting to sound a little Rodgers-McCarthy-ish, which I I think it's way too soon to say that definitively. And But winning fixes a lot of things, and and the Chiefs have an opportunity here to make a big statement against the Packers team that, 
that could come in and, and beat them. So, yeah, I think their back's against the wall. They want to avoid all of that negativity and all that mess and just keep it going. I don't think anybody's job's going to be in jeopardy, but it does start with not performing well and under and disappointing. So if the, if the chiefs lose this game and they don't get it together and they don't make the playoffs, that's where it does kind of start. Then next year, if they come out and it's not looking good, then it is suddenly, you know, do we, do, what do we do? Do we keep Andy Reed? Do we need to unload some of our, ta- our, our veterans? Like these types of things are boiling to kind of tipping point games. So that's kind of the way I see this matchup with the Chiefs as far as how how the Packers are going to approach it. But I think you keep the game, you know, Paul, you said it perfectly. Love is not Aaron Rodgers. You keep the game plan simple. You let him work within that system, build some confidence. Like you said, he's going to have to make some throws at some point, but everybody else is going to have to step up and perform. I didn't expect last week against the Cardinals, the Packers to run the ball as well as they did. And I know Arizona's run defense wasn't necessarily like a brick wall, but I just felt like you got a motivated Arizona team that's undefeated. They're not going to want to have to go to Green Bay in the playoffs. They're going to bring everything they can to try to win this game. The Green Bay's at a disadvantage during a short week. Now their top wide receiver's out. He's not going to play. Their their top two wide receivers or two of their top three receivers are out and aren't going to play. Three of their four, actually, MVS on injured reserve, in addition to Lazard and Devontae. And the Packers found a way to run the ball. And like you said, if, they, if David Bakhtiari's in there, the expectation is they're, they're going to be able to run. So I guess on the, on the topic of running the football and against Kansas City, and I know we don't really have them scouted very well because it's AFC, but Paul, is this the Aaron Jones show? Is this the A.J. Dillon show? Are they going to split carries? Uh, you know, which, which, which direction do you go to feature if you want to get the run game going and, and get some production going so you don't put love behind the sticks? I think it's both. It's going to take both Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, just like it did a week ago. Um, I think Matt mentioned it. I think it seems like the blueprint for this game is going to be similar to what it was against Arizona in terms of running the ball successfully because you want to control the clock. You know, last week we talked about time of possession being important. It's going to be this week because Patrick Mahomes, he's still top five in yards and touchdowns. Tyree Kill is still fifth in receiving yards. Kelsey still leads all tight ends in receiving yards. Like, and I think they're ninth in points per game as well. So I know they're four and four, but as we talked about, this offense is still dangerous and can put up points as well. So you want to, of course, limit their opportunities, keep Pat Mahomes on the sidelines. You do that by running the ball. And I think it's going to be, as we've seen recently, a good mix of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And, of course, running the ball also makes life easier for the quarterback, for Jordan Love. Uh, in, in the passing game, and that's going to be an important factor as well. Yeah, and that's the, the thing about the run game is this East and West just frustrates me so much, and if David Bakhtiari's out there, you'd hope there's a little more confidence going north and south if you're either Jones or Dylan. Matt, as far as the run game goes, anything to add? I mean, do you see it as kind of a, a, a split deal? Do you think Bakhtiari helps them get a little more north and south? I would think so. I think he helps a little bit. I think the the Cardinals and the Chiefs front seven and run defense is very similar. I think adding Bakhtiari should help a little bit. Uh, I believe between Dylan and Jones last week, they ran it 31 times. I could see that you know even that number even going up without 12 under center. Why not? Like keep pounding the rock. They've shown they can do it. Last week was a huge, huge confidence boost for me watching them. I'm sure it was for the entire team, knowing they can run the snot out of the ball, run the ball on, you know, fourth and two, fourth and three, whatever it is, to be able to get the first down. Like that's incredible. So 
I think it's uh, that that's who they're going to have to rely on. It's an extra shot in the arm for them to have Devonte Adams coming back potentially. You know, MVS. It's it's awesome that Love's going to at least be able to have that security blanket of Devonte Adams if he have to if he has to throw that if they're cheating up in the box. You know, the safeties, Tyron Matthew, whoever are playing up a little bit and worried about the run play, he can he can toss it out to Devonte because he can be able to make a play for him, right? Like he can he doesn't have to make the most accurate throw because the catch radius for Devonte is really really large, but. I think at the end of the day, to be able to win this game, they got to run the ball between the two of those running backs 30 times, 35 times to be able to have a chance because you got to keep the ball out of this high-powered offense. And it it should be a, it should be an interesting matchup because I think, you know, just like the Chiefs are kind of getting found out about a little bit or seeing their inadequacies, ex- inadequacies exposed, you would imagine that the Chiefs, just like us three sitting here, like realized, hey, the Packers did the exact same thing they're probably going to try to do us against – you know, that they did against the Cardinals to us this week. So let's let's how can we stop that? What can we do to do that? And I think they have a couple of players on that defense that can help Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew. I've mentioned three or four times already, but all in all, I think the run game is going to be super, super important. And if Bakhtiari is back, I got to imagine that that helps this, you know, establish the run even more. Yeah. Chris Jones has been moved outside a little bit. The Chiefs are trying to tinker with some of their defense to see if they can get some production. I don't know if that's going to help or hurt them necessarily. But to, to me, again, I think this just kind of comes down to the will of each team. I think the, the Chiefs are, are more desperate. The Packers can't can't afford a, a loss here. But, man, it's got to just be I, I, it's so much credit to, and, and maybe we, we you know, because as far as the, the game itself goes and the injury report, fortunately, very small lists for the Green Bay Packers. And, and uh, we can kind of end it on this, which is Matt LaFleur. And he's been getting a ton of credit lately, and he should because there's not a lot, you know. He I mean, at this point, he's not surprising anybody, you know. And, and and to your point, Matt, the Packers aren't going to surprise anybody either. They're absolutely going to stick within themselves. They're going to run the vault. They're going to stick with the same formula that's gotten them this far. And yeah, the teams may know that it's coming, but do you have the talent to stop it? Not necessarily. I mean, you've got a really good offensive line. You got a very talented running back. I think Jordan Love's still a good quarterback, and and this is where Matt Lafleur once again gets another potentially gets another. Arrow in his quiver, as you said last week, uh, last uh, last week, Matt, which I really liked. I'm going to start borrowing that one. If he can pull off an improbable here, which is maybe not as improbable as it sounds, and game plan another big win when this team just seems like they've got it stacked against them going into going into Kansas City with no Aaron Rodgers, what an incredible, incredible job that would be. But at this point, if if it is the will of one versus the other, I don't hate the Packers' chances with the head coach and the game plan that they've put together over the past couple weeks. Joe Barry's going to be back on the sideline calling plays for the defense. Matt LaFleur just, I I mean, we sound like a broken record, but every single week he does elevate himself to the point where it's like, how can you doubt his ability to put together a game plan? Maybe the Packers don't win this weekend, but I I just, I don't, I don't necessarily see them getting blown out. Now I know they've, and most of their losses been, been beaten pretty badly, but I just, I don't see it. I just don't I don't see it because of of the Matt LaFleur factor. Paul, as far as that goes in the game plan, and that's an intangible, he doesn't play on the field, but the coaching staff and their ability to put together a game plan and get this team ready, you've got to be feeling pretty confident. Yeah, 110%. I mean, let's look at the, you know, the LaFleur offense in general and its roots where it comes from. You know, Kyle Shanahan, San Francisco, there's definitely overlap. You know, Sean McVay in Los Angeles, there's overlap. Those two went to Super Bowls 
with Jared Goff and Jimmy Garoppolo. Everyone, you know, is wondering, is Jordan Love the next Packers Hall of Famer? Odds are he's not because the odds of drafting three in a row like that, it's just not in your favor. But for the Green Bay Packers to be successful, this offensive system plays a big part of that. They don't necessarily need Jordan Love in, you know, and I'm obviously projecting here over his career to be a Hall of Fame level quarterback. They just need him to be a good to very good quarterback. And this can certainly be a good team within the system. So looking at this week's game in particular, you know, he doesn't need to go out and do Superman type things. He needs to play within the system. He obviously needs to play well for them to have a chance to win, but it's certainly within reach. If Jordan Love goes out there and leads his team to victory, I don't think any of us sitting here talking are going to be shocked whatsoever. And again, looking at this offense, Devontae Adams, David Bakhtiari potentially back, a backfield of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, Al Mazard, MVS. Like there is a ton, a ton of talent that he is surrounded by, as well as one of the best play callers and you know offensive minds in the game right now. So I do have the utmost confidence that this Green Bay Packers team can go out there and find success. It is the Coach McHotty, Matt. <clears throat> the ho- the Coach McHotty factor. Is it gonna? How how big of a factor is it gonna be this weekend? I mean. It's better looking than Andy Andy Reid. That's for damn sure. Like the, like the matchup last week. Could, could, could you find two more p- contrasting looks possible in the league? Uh, <laughs> no. I mean, you could throw shots at Mike McCarthy, but I'll just I won't do no, that. So no, it's, Mike looks no, better than Reid. No. Probably, yeah. Reed, Reed's looked pretty ridiculous over the years too. Like he's got the when he had the the COVID mask last year, and then he had the just like the tarp they talk about the red tarp. So, yeah, Matt Lafleur's a damn good coach, and the fact that he's got to what the most wins and you know the, the least amount of win or the least amount of games for forty wins or forty five or thirty five, whatever yeah. the hell the stat is. Uh-huh. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's incredible. So I think it's uh it's another it's going to be another it's another opportunity for Lafleur to prove himself, right? Um, to maybe break away a little bit, if you will, from the Aaron Rodgers. Um, mystique and era and see what he's got with Jordan Love and I think the ownership's probably pretty intrigued this week because I'm sure they're you know really want to see what 10's got for them because they don't know what the future with Aaron Rodgers looks like and of course just to troll a little bit at non-Packers fans that are listening to this show Matt when you say owners you're obviously talking about the stockholders Yes, myself included. Uh, there's going to be some potential. There's going to be some potential for that happening at some point as well. So it's uh, uh, anyone listening. I mean, that's that opportunity is there for that piece of paper, and you can go to the stockholder meetings. I've never gone. I've I've, I've deferred that uh, that responsibility from times because I have a, a real job and other responsibilities. But um, yeah, that's all the owners out there. Exactly. It just flabbergasts me every time the Packers have an offering when you get people coming out of the woodwork who just want to chastise it. They just could. There's just they just don't get it. They just do not understand the whole process there. But yeah, I mean, this this is another. And it's funny you say an opportunity to prove himself. I think Matt LaFleur is probably approaching. And obviously the way that you get over the hump is you win deep into the playoffs. You win a championship. And then it's not a matter of proving himself anymore. Matt LaFleur is amongst the top coaches in the NFL, but he is still ascending and there's still kind of that monkey on his back. And, and, and that comes in the playoffs, obviously. We don't want to take for granted the Packers are just going to get there and waltz through. But get your team there and face adversity. I'll tell you this right now, and I said it on Quick Slants this week. I'm glad I'm not Matt LaFleur. He's got to be exhausted. These past two weeks alone have just been everything mm-hmm. he can do to keep a, just keep himself in the level. He has sounded very grounded and and that's the kind of calm and the demeanor that you want in the locker room. 
And you know these players love playing for him as well. So I think I think it's going to be it, there won't be any shortage of effort or 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 you know there's there possibly could come out and look flat. I mean, week one kind of ruined all of the mystique of of Matt Lafleur never having his team unprepared to play a game uh, because I know they got run in the playoffs a couple of years ago, but. It could happen, but I just don't see it. I think the Packers will be competitive. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. One thing I will complain about, as much as I have to brag about weather-wise, I am one of like two cities in this country that's not getting this game on national TV because the Arizona Cardinals, my favorite team in the NFL, which if you follow me closely, you know, could not be less true, uh, take, uh, will be on TV instead. So I'll have to find a way to watch this thing. I will have the post-game recap up at Game on Wisconsin after the game. And, of course, Quick Slants podcast will be out on Monday with some post-game thoughts about the Kansas City Chiefs. If I, I, I may eat these words, but if I'm ranting about the way Jordan Love played, I'm probably doing the podcast wrong. Again, I just don't see it. I don't think so. Set your expectations, folks. Enjoy Packers football. He's not Aaron Rodgers, but he's going to go out there and I think he's going to put out as best of an effort as he possibly can. Paul Brittle... Always very active over at Dairyland Express, Cheesehead TV, Packers Unrestricted. Back on a normal schedule, Sunday football game. What does this next week look like for you? Uh, we'll just be recapping the game. And in the midst of all the hot takes out there on Monday, we'll try to have some rational ones as we as we always try to do. Um, and then this week, or this past week, you can go ahead over to Dairyland Express. I've had a couple of preview articles up of this matchup. And then at uh, Cheesehead TV, I uh, wrote about Jair Alexander because it's been lost, but there's been some very positive talk from Matt LeFleur, Joe Barry, uh, others within the organization around optimism that it does sound like the Green Bay Packers will get him back at some time this year. Yeah, hopefully so. Fingers crossed. Until it's done, it's not done, but that's obviously trending in the right direction. And then, Matt, you'll have the final dump for us later this week. You get the benefit of like going through the whole week and gathering all the information, so by the time Friday rolls around, you sound like the smartest guy in the room what's going on yeah. what's going on with you this week over at game on just getting back in the swing of things right get lit and like paul said let all the dust settle let all the hot takes kind of you know filter their way out and it's the best the beauty about final dump is like at the end of the week we can talk we don't have to talk as much hypotheticals of injuries and everything else it's like here's what it's looking like here's what the matchups are looking like and it's it's a nice way with brendan and i to break that down so make sure you listen to that and everything else on game on wisconsin as well Absolutely. Awesome. So we'll be back again next Saturday. We'll have a little preview of the Packers coming back home to take on the Seattle Seahawks. We'll see what the injury report looks like and if there's any returns or any changes in the roster or players or any additions to the roster at this point. You never know. We've we've been very fortunate the past couple weeks with the additions this week. A little bit different, but everybody enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the Packers at the Kansas City Chiefs, the NFL debut of Jordan Love. Maybe we'll want to save this podcast for 10 years from now when he's a, you know, he is in a, a Hall of Famer. And we'll say, remember when we did our first show when Jordan Love started? And let's go back and listen to it and make fun of how much darker our hair is and how much more hair we had back then. Right, guys? <laughs> more likely. Yeah, exactly. All right. We will be back next Saturday. Everybody enjoy the game. Be safe as always. And go Pack Go.
everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.